We come this morning to verses which are quite extraordinary in, in their content and in, in the events that take place. We, we're, we're looking at um, one of two instances in which we, we, an event is recounted of Jesus walking on the water. And of course, we, we know there are, there are some significant similarities between the two events, but there are actually some quite significant differences as well. The, 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 the story and the event of when we see Peter walking on the water to, to meet Jesus is, uh, is very much an, a story in which the, the disciples are the significant emphasis. In these verses, that's not the case at all. The significant emphasis here isn't the life of the disciples or even necessarily the response to Jesus, although those are an aspect of it. The key thing is actually uh, an, a story, a retelling of specific things about Jesus himself. And that's where the difference is. The, 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 the key character and the key events all centre around Jesus in these verses and not the disciples who very much play a periphery role in these verses. So there's a very different way that we, that we need to approach them and consider what they're saying. Um, because whilst, of course, discipleship, which is what we focused on very much last time when we looked at Jesus walking on the water and Peter meeting him, that's not the key point in these verses. The key point is very much what Jesus is saying and what it's saying about Jesus and what the, the attributes that Jesus displays here tell us about him. That is the, the key point in these verses. And there's actually some quite tricky stuff in these verses that we need, they need to have a wee look at together this morning. And it starts off quite simply that um, Jesus sends the disciples on. They're sent away as Jesus dismisses the crowd. And one of the things that we need to know is that Jesus is using very insistent language. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat. He was quite insistent that this is indeed what they would do. They were to get in the boat and go ahead of Jesus. Now, that might not seem like a very important detail, but as these events unfold, it becomes actually quite an important detail of the, the unfolding events that take place in these verses. Jesus insists that they go. The language that's used to communicate that is extremely strong. Go, Jesus is saying, and get into the boat and go to the other side. And as they do that, Jesus dismisses the crowd. Now, we're not given specifics as to how long that took Jesus to do that. A crowd of around 5,000 people might have taken a bit of time and perhaps one of the reasons Jesus would send the disciples on is because he knows that they need to rest. But Jesus finds himself in the end alone and he uses that time to spend time with his father and he uses that time alone with God. Now normally when we are reminded of this, one of the, the things that we take from this is that if Jesus needed to pray, how much more do we and there is something absolutely true about that. We need to take example of the priority that Jesus gives to prayer. 
But I also think one of the things that we need to take, that we need to learn and understand from this is prayer isn't a once we have done it, it's job done kind of thing. That's not what it's saying that Jesus went to do. Because that can be our concept of prayer, that we pray in order to get stuff. And sometimes it's with the best of intentions. We're not necessarily praying for Ferraris or whatever else is one of the the be all and end all things for people to have. We're often praying for our world and for our families and for situations in our own lives that we need help in. And, And it's entirely appropriate and right that we pray about those things. But that is an aspect of prayer. It's not the entirety of prayer. And one of the things that I think we need to recognize from Jesus doing this and spending this time alone with God is that Jesus isn't merely praying to get stuff and, and for amazing things like are about to happen to take place. He's spending time with God because he understands that God is relational. He understands that God is relational. Jesus desires to be in that fellowship that he has known for so long. That relationship with his Father. Because Jesus knows, because of course Jesus is one of the Trinity, that God at his heart is this perfect relationship of three persons who are one. God is relational. And it's actually very important that we ourselves grasp that simple point as well, because Jesus doesn't merely pray to get stuff or to be powerful. He prays because he loves being in the presence of his Father. He prays because he knows that what he has with God is a relationship. And we must get that point too, because like any other relationship in our lives, if there isn't that communication and that intimacy, it shrivels and dies. Imagine if our relationship with our spouse was merely... I want you to do the dishes. I want you to do the hoovering. I want you to um, go shopping. I want you to deal with the kids. I want you to go to work. I I want you to make sure that person likes me at work. Uh, I want you to deal with my annoying relative who's always phoning and never leaving me alone. I want you to deal with the difficult neighbor who is, um, well, I'll leave that to your imagination. Um, And on and on and on. How long would that relationship last? That is not the right answer. What is going on here? (laughs) It shouldn't last years. (laughs) Because the reality is, what we're seeing that other person as, is just a means to our ends. They are something, somebody that we use to get what we want. But an actual healthy relationship... Requires communication, it requires conversation, it requires caring and listening to what the other person thinks. We don't merely download a load of stuff that we think we need or that we think sounds good, but we actually hunger and yearn to know the heart of the other person as well because it's a relationship. Let me re qualify that as a healthy relationship. <laughs> and that's what Jesus has with God, and that's what God desires with each of us as well. Prayer isn't merely coming and saying, I want this and we need this and God do this and the world job done. Prayer is a a connection with God. It's an experience of God. 
It's coming into God's presence and spending time with him, not merely to get our stuff, but also to seek his heart, his will, and that encounter with him. And this is what Jesus is doing as he spends that time with God. It isn't merely that his shopping list is bigger than ours. It's that he understands that God is relational. And what God has done through Jesus Christ is to bring us into relationship with him. And we'll remember that in a while communion, the 